Welcome to the Farm Commons podcast. This episode is Cover Me, and it's a brief introduction to the first line of risk management in farming, good insurance coverage. This is a short podcast episode. We're not going to cover everything important about insurance coverage. And so at the end of the episode, we'll direct you to our free and very comprehensive resources on getting covered. Insurance is, although not the sole risk management strategy, perhaps the farmer's most important tool. Grasping the nuances of insurance requires a basic understanding of the general structure of most insurance policies. At its heart, an insurance policy is nothing more than a contract. It's an agreement between the insured person or business and the insurance company. Like any contract, everything depends on the words in that contract, which, for insurance, is the insurance policy. A full insurance policy is often between 30 and 50 pages long. Customers almost always receive a copy of this full policy, but they often don't read it or even know that they've received this important document in the first place. It might be delivered by email or stored in the customer's online profile at the company website. Why be aware of insurance? Why care so much about it? Here's Rachel Armstrong, the founder and executive director of Farm Commons, to offer a brief explanation. Your primary risk management strategy for bad things that can happen to your farm is, of course, insurance. Choosing um, choosing a business entity that offers personal liability protection is not at all a substitute for insurance. One of the main benefits that insurance provides is you get someone to call when bad things happen who will help you navigate that process. You uh, get an attorney who helps handle that uh, that lawsuit. Say someone is injured. You call them up the, the moment you know that uh that the injury has happened and there's, a, and there's a lawsuit that could potentially be filed. They help you work through that. They help figure out, okay, what documentation do we need? How are we going to move forward? Let's ma- you know, manage the settlement process. That's what you want. That's what you want. Um, and, of course, you know, what we primarily think of insurance as providing is that, that pile of money in the event that you do become liable. So you, you want that, too. But someone helping you through uh, an injury or a, or a potential liability, uh, that's an, another huge benefit of having insurance. And here's our friend Chris Duke, a farmer in Wisconsin who has appeared with Rachel at workshops on farm insurance. We'll be talking to Chris throughout this episode. Chris also says insurance is a great form of risk management. I mean, it's not like vegetable farming is incredibly lucrative business. So being able to kind of stack the deck in your favor for a small price in case something big happens for a big price later seems like a good investment. It's all about kind of risk management, you know, having stuff like irrigation or um, to, to, to mitigate, uh, you know, periods with no rain or having stuff like frost covers to to kind of cover your crops um, in case it gets cold out. Insurance is the same thing. You just can't touch it, and you don't have to store it in your barn, but it can still really, you know, help you out just in case. So we know insurance covers risks. What kind of risks? Well, what kind of risk determines what kind of insurance? So we're going to talk about five major areas of risk and the basic insurance strategies for those areas. Risk number one is crop damage and livestock loss. 
There are many policies available that deal with this, and on a companion episode, we're going to talk about one of the most interesting and promising approaches to this, WFRP, Whole Farm Revenue Protection, which provides coverage against the loss of revenue that you expect to earn or will obtain from commodities you produce or purchase for resale during the insurance period under one insurance policy. Again, we're going to discuss this in a short, separate episode. Risk number two is property damage. I mean, that's the that's the game with insurance is you, you always think, ah, it's probably not going to happen to me. I'm, I'll probably be okay. But, uh, I mean, you just, you just never know. And um, I know of uh, one farm that, um, that put up a high tunnel, and they were lucky enough to have it insured. And the high tunnel went down in a, in a snowstorm. So they had a big mess to clean up, but um, they at least had it had it insured 30 by 96 tunnel you're looking at like 15 grand probably 15 to 20 grand depending on what you you know what you kind of tunnel you had and what was in there and that sort of thing i asked chris how specific he thinks coverage should be he told me that it depends on which things you think are going to be the most difficult to replace yeah i i kind of think um you know, if it's something that, like, if a tree falls on your wheelbarrow, and then, you know, you, you're, you'll be okay. You can go get a new wheelbarrow. But things that are, like, even, like, in the high hundreds to, you know, over $1,000, I mean, you know, usually we're getting a good deal on used equipment. So it seems like, well, it was just, you know, a couple thousand bucks for that piece of whatever machinery or a couple hundred bucks but if you had to go buy that new if if a tree fell on it and you had to go buy that new uh it it, it wouldn't cost a couple hundred bucks it, it'd be a whole lot more and so um yeah i think uh i mean it certainly can't hurt and the price of coverage is is so small per thousand dollars of coverage that it, it's just a good investment for anything that you couldn't do without or you wouldn't be able to cover it if it if something did happen. Risk number three is injuries to guests and customers. So you might be hosting events, bringing over some volunteers or students. You should see our episode, by the way, on employment law concerning interns and volunteers. You might be having a party. You might have your customers come and pick up their products on the farm. The problem is farms are not the safest place to be, even when you're hosting public events. But then there's also the, um, like, if you have people coming out to your farm for you pick, there's a, there's a special rider that, that you should add on for that. Um, and, you know, the, the ground's uneven because um, you got tractors driving around and somebody, you know, sprains their ankle or whatever while they're walking out to your strawberries. I mean, it, you know, it's a, it's a couple hundred bucks to have that ride. I think it's less than 200 bucks to have that rider. But, I mean, that's going to be for all the people that are coming through and all the potential, you know, <laughs> for for injury. That's it seems like a it's an easy thing for me to pay for. I think it just depends on how how risk averse a person is, but mm-hmm. I think um, in in the world today, uh, which is you know pretty on and uh, things get pretty legal and everybody's looking for a lawsuit, it, it seems like a good um, a good way to just sleep better at night. I mean, we got enough things to worry about. Liability insurance or an event writer for your event. 
those types of things get your, your legal costs paid for and injury treatment paid for, settlement paid for if you follow safety protocols, and work with your agent to make your event as safe as possible. Risk number four is injuries to employees. The answer to this should be simple. Although there are exemptions, workers' compensation will cover your employees. Let me borrow just briefly from our interview with Michael Duff, a law professor and labor attorney who specializes in workers' compensation. He says it's a no-lose proposition for employers. Well, I think what I would focus on is what you get out of the deal. And what you get out of the deal is this insulation from a civil lawsuit. And just to, so everybody understands what the, the distinction between the two uh, uh, is, the main distinction is the, the, the amount of liability. So if uh, somebody who is, uh, let's, let's imagine this thing called workers' comp didn't exist, all right? And what we had uh, was the... Uh, the normal civil court system, right? The normal rules of of, um, of uh, the civil courts. So uh, you'd be operating under something called the negligence regime, and and what negligence means is um, uh, that uh, everybody in the world has a duty to act as a reasonably prudent person would under the circumstances. If you don't do that, you can be sued, and if you're found to have breached your duty of care, you can be liable for the foreseeable consequences of that. Uh, breach. And what that could mean is that if I fall off a ladder and and uh, I'm working on your farm and assuming that I'm classified as an employee, right, my remedy would be limited of two-thirds of my average weekly wage at the time that I was working um, uh, on the farm for as long as I'm out of work, plus reimbursement for uh, for medical costs. And uh, and actually, um, as a small business, what, I, what it would, as a practical matter, mean is that I have to pay workers' comp premiums, right? But that would be the limit of my liability. If, on the other hand, uh, I, as an employee, uh, I was protected by the uh, by the civil negligence system, or as an employer, uh, you were liable to the civil negligence system, to the extent that you were deemed legally careless, so careless in a way that would bring on liability, uh, then in theory, that individual who got hurt would be entitled to compensatory damages, which could be everything from, you know, wages that I that I would have been paid but uh, didn't get because I was hurt. Uh, maybe as a result of falling off the ladder, um, I was going to enter into a business deal. And because I got hurt, I couldn't show up to uh, enter into that business deal. And I want to argue that I would have made uh, $5 million on that business deal. Well, that would be part of the compensatory damage package, which is much broader than uh, than wages very often. Uh, think about all the kinds of things that somebody could be responsible for if they acted uh, negligently, uh, you know, things that that person wasn't able to do, loss of consortium, um, all kinds of things. If somebody thought that what um, what I did as a small employer was especially careless uh, and wanted to uh, deter other employers from doing similar things in the future, uh, I might be liable for punitive damages. Now, even if you think you're exempt from workers' comp and don't want to pursue that, you should still purchase personal injury insurance for anyone who works or does any kind of activity on your farm, no matter what they call themselves and no matter what they're doing and for how long. And risk number five is farmer injuries, that's an injury to you, and business partner injuries. 
So you may not cover yourself on workers' comp, and your business partners are usually going to be exempt as well. This is when a personal injury policy becomes a really good idea. You work as hard as anyone else, and your partners probably do too. So making sure you're covered gives you the security not to work in fear of injury. Some insurance companies will offer limited employee coverage in their standard farm liability policies. More commonly, farmers may purchase a commercial line of insurance with coverage for seasonal and temporary farm employees. There are two important points of caution here that we have to mention as we conclude. First, if a farmer wants to depend on insurance, you're going to need to understand the specifics. An insurance company won't pay out a claim that it, if it wasn't part of the contract. You're paying good money for insurance, so know what you're getting and what the policy demands of you in return. Second, some farm activities are just going to be too expensive to insure simply because the statistics demonstrate the activity is risky, and so insurance companies will run away from that coverage. So farmers should shop around for the best price while building the cost of risk management into your business plans. And finally, some really good advice from our farmer friend, Chris. Don't be intimidated by it. It's it's one of those things that's kind of like um like QuickBooks. It's it's really intimidating, and it and it's it's not out in your field. You can't touch it. And and I feel like a, a lot of us we didn't get into uh, having a farm because uh, we were particularly good at um, at accounting or insurance or that sort of thing. So sometimes we'll that's that's not the sexy stuff. We'll put that on the back burner while we grow great looking broccoli or weed free carrots or whatever. But um but that stuff's just as important to being successful in good years and bad as it is to having that that nice looking broccoli or those that weed free patch of carrots. So yeah, don't be intimidated by it. It's there are agents there to help you and um great resources like Farm Commons and so there's you know, it's totally doable. Everybody has insurance. You can have it too. So, we promised you resources and we keep our promises. Go to farmcommons.org, click resources, and then click insurance and liability. Some things that you can specifically download. Uh, the first is managing the sustainable farms risks with insurance, navigating common options. That's managing the sustainable farms risks with insurance, navigating common options. That's a guide written by Rachel Armstrong and Laura Fisher. Second, you'll want to watch this video, Insurance for the Farm, Policies and Principles to Efficiently Manage Risk. It's a video tutorial. We also have a, a, a lot of resources for managing safe events and other ways to manage liability on the farm and look at all of our resources because they all deal with risk management in one way or another so our employee stuff is going to talk about workers compensation and other types of insurance and you're going to hear about insurance in most all of our other resources as well and it's all a hundred percent free of charge no liability there at all thanks for listening we have not and will not cover everything in these podcasts, and we aren't giving legal advice. 
Talk to an attorney if you have specific questions about your farming situation. This material is funded in partnership with the U.S. Department of Agriculture Risk Management Agency. Music comes courtesy of Huma Huma and Jason Shaw and Audionautics Music under a Creative Commons license. The Executive Director of Farm Commons is Rachel Armstrong. Our lead research attorney is Aaron Hannum, and I'm Matt Stannard. Want to contact us? Visit farmcommons.org and click Contact.